1: the Score North Twin Show.
2: Gentlemen, I've got good news. Good news for the Score North Twin Show. All right. I just got an alert. So we just brought this thing back from uh, a two-year hiatus a couple weeks ago. And the Score North Twin Show is currently charting on the Great Britain baseball podcast list 10th. <laughs> hey in great britain we're huge i heard that we're huge in britain we are
1: i don't know uh i don't know why that is but I'm, uh is there yeah. like uh i mean kepler's from germany yeah but is there like a great britain guy we're sleeping you know, on or edward julian
2: like that name is spelled like he's from somewhere in europe but he's he's isn't he he's french from, well he's from, he's from quebec he's from right quebec yeah so it's, quebec. he's a french this french spelling of yeah the,
0: okay but I mean we could be huge like in just a pocket like Manchester.
2: Yeah, I think we are pretty big in Manchester. Definitely. Yeah, we're just behind DraftKings Liverpool. Baseball Is Dead podcast, just ahead of the Athletic Bags and Brisby podcast.
1: Okay. And wow, uh, just ahead that's of awesome. John
2: Boys just ahead of John Boys Talking Baseball podcast. Ahead of John Boys Talking Baseball nice. in Great Britain. That's right. Thank you. All the twins fans overseas. We see you. Appreciate you. Just want the Twins to win their first playoff game in uh, almost 20 years. The magic number is still 58. It's like after three days. A Twins off day,
1: yeah, it's been three days of 58. I'd love to update this graphic. I yeah, check all the Cle- on a roll. Yeah, Cleveland's kind of won a couple games here, but yeah, still 58.
2: I'd like to yeah, change it. Cleveland's won three in a row. They now have a positive nine, a plus nine run differential. They're only a game and a half back of the Twins as the Twins try to figure out sort of. uh what to do at the trade deadline. They do get the Royals this weekend. So why don't you just go sweep the worst team in baseball and uh, see where the chips fall going into Tuesday? But let's do this, gentlemen, here. It is a feedback Friday across Score North. And so let's dive into the comment section here, the YouTube comment section. If you could, if you're watching the Score North Twin Show, click the subscribe button on the Score North YouTube channel. And you can help us grow the show too by giving us a five star review and a positive rating. On um, or a five star rating and a positive review. I always get those mixed up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Daniel Larson chimes in. Daniel Larson eight eight nine. Write this down. The Twins will not only win a playoff game; they will be playing late October baseball. This wow. team has an eighty seven and ninety one feel to it, in my opinion. Judd, you're the only one that like really experienced those seasons as an yeah. adult so yeah um first of all 87 and 91
0: in my opinion are not the same team at all the 91 team i think legitimately could have won a world series playing at target field the 87 team i mean phil we've talked about this for years go back and look at the home and road splits i mean that team was incredible that team was that team was a product of the metrodome god rest its soul uh but i I actually like the starting pitching on this team a lot. Probably like the starting pitching, well, for sure more than eighty-seven just as a whole, because that yeah. you know you had Burt and you had Frankie V. But beyond that, it was like Les Straker. Um, but I don't, I don't have the feeling that you have the grizzled sort of guys like Herbeck, who were who had somehow they they had DNA winning DNA. Um, I don't know that this team has enough of that. I like some players. Julian's been a great addition, uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't see that. I don't see the, I don't see either team, which again, are two very different teams being a pair, being a parallel to the 2023 twins. Sorry.
2: I think this is probably oversimplifying it, but there, there is still a chance this could be an 87 situation, you know, ni- 91, they won the 15 games in a row in June or whatever it was. And they were, you know, it one of the best teams in baseball. Yes. 87 was always a little engine that could kind of underdog a, a group of young players throughout the eighties that finally clicked, you know, in October and, yep. and no one really saw it coming, but you'd have to answer me the question. Who's the Kirby Puckett? Who's the Frank Viola or Jack Morris? Like who, I think they've got the closer locked in, but who's the, who's the guy right. that's going to, that's going to say, uh, uh-uh, uh we're, we're winning the games that I'm starting as a pitcher right. or, No, I'm going to be the one that puts the team offensively on my back for multiple games. I'm going to hit a big grand slam. It should be
0: Correa, but it has not been.
2: Not yet. Not yet. Right. Yeah, I mean, Herbeck, so Puckett, obviously, Hall of Famer. Herbeck, such an under-the-radar, underrated key to those teams. And I was just talking to him this morning on uh, the Friday Tom Bernard show. So he was a one-time All-Star. Uh, only got MVP votes twice. Finished second in MVP in ni- in 1984. Years before they, but he was just like always coming up big in some of these games. You know the getting on base, moving the chains and stuff. So like, but who's the pucket? It's got to be maybe it's Kirilov. I don't know. Maybe it's Buxton at the end of the day if he gets right for a stretch run. But I just don't see it. Unfortunately,
0: I love do to be guys, optimistic like
2: that. But do you guys think? that this team can do more than just win a playoff game. Do you think that this team can let's let's say play cuz there's a difference between being the 87 91 teams that win the whole thing right. and playing into mid and late October. Is this a team you think let's lower the bar a little bit that can actually like win a round or two and surprise some people?
0: Zero chance. No. Um I don't I don't even see it being close and here's why. They are if you consider their, their success post all-star break okay they are beating up for the most part and that and this is great on bad teams but they play a seattle at home and they scuffle and so could this team does this team have the starting pitching which by the way i think is regressing a bit right now because it was so good in the first half to their credit but it does this team have the components again like the like the 87 and 91 teams to have a player get hot hot enough or or more than one to carry you does this team have the makeup uh from the manager on down to win multiple playoff rounds there is nothing I have seen I mean hell now going back to 2019 with the history that we have with that there's nothing that I've seen that would indicate that this team has the intestinal fortitude as well as the talent to win rounds to win a round but especially like two rounds Let's say that.
1: Can they win a playoff game? Yes. I think they can win a playoff game for the first time in 20 years almost. I, I think they can. Uh their next bar of can they advance in a series? I don't know. Uh I would say it's a 50-50 coin flip, because that's also baseball to a degree. But in terms of do they, are they one of the best teams in the American League and can they win a World Series right now? No. But I will say as as good as Texas has been, and as good as the Rays, who by the way have now scuffled a little bit. But there isn't, in my opinion, a big stranglehold team. There isn't a juggernaut in the American League, at least in my opinion. I don't look at someone that is scary and that team's going to run through everyone in the American League. I think it's going to be an absolute dogfight among the American League playoff teams to get to the World Series.
2: Yeah, i I do think they can win a. I do think they can win a game because it's baseball. They get in, you know. It's actually kind of amazing that they have not won a game in 18 tries. At some point that will come to an end. And I do think they can win a series, in part because it's baseball. And if you can just have one of these really good starting pitchers give you seven awesome innings, hand the ball over to Duran, and uh, you know, Kirloff hits a two run double and then Julian hits a bomb, like, and now you win a game four to two. Like that can happen hundred percent. I do think they can win a series. And I will say, like, to your point, Judd, yeah, they got swept by Atlanta. Uh, they got swept by the Rays, they lost four of six to Baltimore, like some of these other teams that are at the top of their divisions they've struggled against. They also have won four out of six from Houston. Uh, they swept the two-game series against first-place Milwaukee, and they ha- they won the season series four games to three against the Yankees. So it's it's not like they can't fight with some of these teams. What do they add on Tuesday is going to help determine some of this, too. And does Correa wake up a little bit more? Well, there's been some signs of life, but does he become, like, the full version of Correa in the last two months? So and there's a lot you, to be determined.
0: Well, yeah, and all, and th- there's also a stubbornness component. Like, does Buxton play in the playoffs if his season does not spike up at some point? Yeah. Because he becomes an out. And and then Julian's at second now. Polanco's at third. So you you've got one guy who's just flat out not that good at, at his position. You've got a guy now at third base whose throwing motion probably is not the greatest for a third ba- baseman. I mean, I think second base is ideal for Jorge Polanco. And now are you demanding that Buxton has to play because he's Buxton and he's striking out? As, so, like, there's a, there's a definite aspect here from Falvey and Baldelli that I would be very curious to see because I do think their stubbornness at times has no question cost them in playoff games, and it could again.
2: Yeah. Okay, we got a couple comments with the same spirit here. We'll start with Mr. Rocky who says, Mackie, hey, Mackie. Mackie's basically saying, I am behind the win now trades until they don't work. And when they don't work, I'll say you don't know what you're doing. And then Jason Guitar 73 chimes in and says, you guys really need to watch your trade deadline show from a year ago. You loved the trades they made a year ago. So what do you guys have to say for... Mr. Rocky, Jason, and people that are saying, wait a second, you can't turn back now and say you didn't like those trades from a year ago.
0: If a guy turns out to be injured, it's not our job to know his medicals. The Malley trade is an awful trade because we were not privy to what the twins, if they weren't shame on them. And if they were, what were you doing on paper? I did applaud that, that trade, and I liked the spirit of trying to get a starting pitching to help, or starting pitching. But Paddock, who we knew, at least I think we talked about that, we knew more about his arm issue. Malley, we didn't have any clue it was this bad. We have every right to say, you were supposed to know that. It's not our job. You were supposed to, if you would, if we had... Flipped on the mics last year to do a trade deadline show, and i come on and said, I'm going to tell you right now, Mally damaged goods. None of us would have been like, that's a great trade. The Baltimore trade's a little tougher. I will say that. The Lopez trade, a little, like, you gave up a ton because in addition to Cano, it's two prospects as well. But you did think that you were getting a closer from a team to be a setup guy uh, and at that time, you know, Baltimore was not contending. So I will say that one's a little bit more difficult. But the Malle and Paddock trades, yeah, it's their job to know this stuff. Not, It's not our job to know what, unless they want to start faxing me, the medicals.
2: Uh, what do you think, Dex? Are we hypocrites?
1: No, not hypocrites. We applaud them when they actually go out and make big moves like that. And keep in mind, the Twins have historically really not made additions like that at the trade deadline before. Um and I'm in the camp, as I think we pointed out in yesterday's twins camp uh twins show episode. I'm not letting those trades absolutely derail me or 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 giving me more fear that they can't make another trade. Um that's gonna happen sometimes. When you trade prospects, there is a fear that, hey, if all these guys end up being studs for the other team, that's the cost of doing business. And a lot of the other times they don't materialize to anything. That's that just sometimes happens with trades. So yes, we applauded them at the time. I still tr- kind of. I still kind of trust them to make the next trade. And I'm not gonna let it make me completely gun shy over the idea that you can't make another trade either.
2: I think uh I think three things can be true here. I think the first thing that can be true is that, like Judd said, we don't we don't have medical information. We don't to say that like idiots on a microphone condemning or praising a trade is the same as like people that are paid a ton of money, seven figures and six figures to, you know, craft an organization that they're like operating with the same level of Intel or information. It's like, I think we're going to be wrong a lot because we're just idiots on microphones. But at the end of the day, we're just like entertaining people. And I think there's a different standard that you have to keep in mind here. But number two, I think, the thing, the second thing that can be true is that the twins have been in a win-now window for five years, and I have wanted them to make trades in that window that can help them win now. So when I see a trade come across that's in that spirit, like, oh, this is good. Like, they're making moves to win now. They're being aggressive. I like that concept. But then when the trades turn out to be largely terrible, there is some room for grace, you know, just some bad luck, or the or the team results weren't there, or whatever it is. But when you see... Terrible trade stacked on top of terrible trade stacked on top of terrible trade. I don't know why you wouldn't then kind of circle back and like grab your magnifying glass and try and hone in on what's the deal there. What is, is there something underneath the hood here that needs to be examined? So yeah, I just, I I think on a macro level, I want them to make trades that can help them win. Now the last few years on a micro level, I want them to make trades that are good. And if they if it's one trade that's bad, whatever. But if it's right. like four or five different moves that don't make sense or like letting Lamont Wade go because you like Jake Cave. So stuff like that. I could name ten examples, right? That's, that's the conversation we're having when we criticize, I think, more than like, oh, it's like the Mally thing specifically.
0: Well, and they're right now, you know, to go back to the word trust that Declan used, um, their track record on deadline deals to win is really bad. It's now it's bad. Like, I... If they make a trade on Tuesday, am I going to be like, hmm, I wonder if that, that's a good trade? Uh-huh. Almost certainly. Um, their their deadline deals when they're dumping have been actually, I think, pretty decent. Presley probably would take that trade back with Houston, but, I mean, the Escobar trade got, got you Duran. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, the Nelson Cruz trade was highway robbery. Yeah. So, so I think that we can, if we were to create files on Derek Falvey, a good trade file and a bad one. The amount of stuff in the bad trade file would probably predominantly come from deadline moves that have backfired consistently. And then throw in the paddock one, which I think was made right before that season. But that's still a bizarre one. And that, that's the whole team control, right? Well, oh, but they've got team control. Okay, well, they yeah. just gave up team control in and- on Lopez because they consider him such a boss. So the team control people sort of lose their ammo when it's like, you can't move that stick constantly.
2: Yeah. Okay. Dylan foot chimes in and says, <laughs> okay, I think somebody might need a refresher on the concept of reckless speculation Thursday here. But Dylan says entertaining trading Brooks Lee for Josh Hader is the single most embarrassing segment in score North history.
1: Wow. Well, then we're doing pretty good. If that's the case. Well, you threw uh, it out there. I, I shot it down. You shot we, it down. We and all I ultimately
2: sh- shot it down. We all ultimately shot it down. I did say if he had multiple years of control, like if I get him for two stretch runs, now it's a conversation. But for like two months of a rental, no. But, you know, that's what... Is, Reckless Speculation Thursday is supposed yeah. to be a safe space, okay? Reckless if, speculation. if people are going to start judging people for throwing out trade ideas on Reckless Speculation Thursday... It it really puts a damper on the safe space that we have crafted over the years. I, I feel like okay, agree completely. You should be able to throw ideas out without fear of like. That's well, that's the whole the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's the whole
0: point of of <laughs> Thursday. Like that's why Thursdays exist now to allow us that reckless speculation platform. <laughs> and now, if we had all said, "Oh hell yeah, make the trade," then I could be like, "Okay, that guy's right." We were morons, but I think the introduction of a trade—I think that's the spirit
2: of Thursday. So yeah. let's entertain the premise. Let's talk about it. flesh yeah. it out, okay? Yeah. Don't you think? Here, you know, you I'm with you on this. Probably happening inside uh, one Twins Way, the address for Target Field, up in those posh left field offices by the foul pole. Those are very nice offices. They probably sit in a room. I can guarantee you this happens. They sit in a room. I've been in that war room before, that big uh, it's like a big conference you- room. Yeah, for one of the drafts, they invited media up there to just, like, work all night. And there's plenty of collaboration space, whiteboards and stuff. You know what they probably do? They probably put a bunch of names on a board. Or maybe they put a spreadsheet up, like, with a projector. Hey, here's uh, 10 guys that could help based on what we need at the deadline. Some right-handed bats. Goldschmidt's probably up there, right? We need some relievers, too. A right-handed bat and some relievers. Josh Hader's name probably appears on a brainstorm list for the Twins front office. And yep. then they discuss, what would what would it take to get Josh Hader? Well, it would probably take Brooks Lee. What do you guys think? And then the answer is probably pretty quickly, Now nah, we can't really do that. Let's move on to something else. But I, I guarantee you that type of stuff this time of year. I guarantee you Josh Hader's name has popped up in a collaboration at One Twins Way. Which is the single most embarrassing thing that they have ever talked yeah. about? <laughs> how,
0: how about instead of Brooks Lee, Spencer Steer? Would have been. Oh nice. wait. Been oh nice they traded trade him? <laughs>
2: oh oh how, how about now you're just picking at stats it, and being mean?
0: How about incarnation Strand? Oh wait! Oh wait! Yeah. He got traded in the same See, trade. Now
2: you're just now you're. Anybody seen Tyler? This is, is mean spirited.
0: Anybody seen Malley?
2: Some people have suggested, well, if they can re-sign him, you know, for a couple of years, right up the rehab, then it'll have maybe extended. You no, know they the haven't. Trade, no, they haven't. I've oh seen my that, God. yet.
1: Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> Stop it. Um, all right, we do have an Immaculate Grid Challenge, too, but let's say there's a fun event this weekend. Did I see today, Dex, that Justin Thomas put a bunch of balls in the water on 18? Probably. I mean, so many guys put – He's kind of train wrecking.
1: Yeah, a lot of guys put balls in the water. I saw that broken nine iron. Did you see that shot on Thursday as no. well? Some guy literally from the rough with his nine iron, like bends it in half and puts it six feet on the green from like wow. 100 yards out. It was awesome. Uh, you can see some of the best golfers at the 3M Open this weekend. In fact, you know, there'll be a cut line or there'll be, there'll be some guys that are distance themselves out. You have Tony Fina who's trying to defend his title. So there's a lot of good golfers at the 3M Open. You can go to 3MOpen.com slash tickets. Uh, to get yours for this weekend. Yes, it will be hot, but it'll be some of the hottest golfers on the course as well. So go to 3Mopen.com slash tickets to get yours today.
2: Also speaking of hot, all right, you still have time. There is still plenty of time for you to right the wrong, and the wrong being that you didn't get out to one of the three Power Lodge locations or the Miller Marine location in St. Cloud and get into a pontoon. You are probably kicking yourself. Man, I could have been out cooling off, jumping in the lake, pumping some Yacht Rock on my Bennington pontoon, getting some throttle therapy. But there's still time, John. There's still time. Oh, you know what? There's still plenty of time. Michael McDonald
0: Yep, yep, yep. To channel that, play that Michael McDonald on your Bennington. Look at that. Jump in the water. Cool off. You know what? Throttle therapy. Sports fans in this town need that. And because it's been so hot, we even need throttle therapy Mm -hmm. more Yeah, you're right, Phil. It's time for some Yacht Rock on the Bennington.
2: Yeah, you know what they say about uh, the length of summer here going forward? There's such a long way to go. (laughs) Bennington's available at millermarine.com and powerlodge.com. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of Sports Talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines And whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. All right, five minutes on the clock here. We'll pop this up for the YouTube audience. It's the Immaculate Grid Challenge. We like to wrap the Scorner Twin Show with the tic-tac-toe box of baseball history we should try it again with Roysy at some point, even though he was very much. I confused. think right now he had no interest uh, in it, man. Yeah, but he's but if he can grasp it, he's like this vault of he can go back when we're looking for a, obscure scores because like the more obscure don't, players don't, you can find, he goes yeah, back. Like, stop! You know, stop with
0: that! Stop yeah. with that! T- stop with that crazy talk right now! Today we are <laughs> going to try to get it right.
2: So we're, oh. here's what we're looking for: the immaculate grid. We need to go nine for nine. If you get one wrong, you can't be immaculate. I think <laughs> we've learned our lesson. Let's collaborate if we're not 100% sure. We're not going to throw Mike Leak out. We're not going to throw Bob Feller out. Okay? We are looking for a tiger who was a pirate, a tiger who was a red, and a tiger with a 200 strikeout season. We're looking for a ranger who was a pirate, a ranger who was a red, and a ranger with a 200 strikeout season. And we're looking for a Rocky who was a pirate, a Rocky who was a red, and a Rocky who had a 200 strikeout season.
1: Oh, that's gonna be tough.
2: Are you ready? Five minutes on the clock. We must go nine for nine. Okay. Here we go. This is a All tough right. one already. Oh my All god. All right. The Pirate oh. Ranger is Burt Blylevin. Wow, dude. That's incredible. That's gonna be less than 5%. Three. Three percent. Judd. Good job. Thank Judd. you. Off to the nice. races here. Thank you very much.
1: Um, You wanna knock job. off the Tigers of like Verlander? Or do we want to go for like a 200 strikeout
2: season? Yeah. Can we go further back? Jack Morris had two... can we go Jack Morris? Sure. Right.
0: Judge. Had so many. Innings. Uh, I think he had to. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Are That's we gotta be right.
1: Jack Morris. Yeah. It'll be lower yep. than Verlander. Yeah. Pull the trigger. 8%. Good stuff. Okay.
2: There we go. Yep. Let's knock out the 200 strikeouts. So, Texas, we Nolan know we can go Nolan Ryan, but, who, but yep. who
1: else besides Nolan Ryan? Don't, don't be... get cute. Uh, really. no,
2: let's just, just give it a second. Is uh, he uh, getting here. cute?
1: Oh, yeah. C- I don't think C.J. Wilson got there. I'm trying to think of their, those oh, okay. things to went to the World Series you. 12 years ago. Um. Oh, man. Did Cliff. Uh, no, he I don't, don't think Cliff. he spent a full year there. Mm-hmm. It's tough. There's probably some
2: guys, but. Yeah, we should probably just go Nolan Ryan.
1: Okay.
2: I can see Judd getting all tense, so uh, let's just get back to it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> That's fine. You know what? It's not, but we didn't get there, uh, and
2: so dude, How about, so the Rockies pitching has been historically awful. Yeah, it's going to be A tough. A Rocky with, who was the? Uh, God, Ubaldo, who was Ubaldo? Ubaldo. Ubaldo Jimenez. Did he do yeah, it, okay. Phil? Are you good at he, that? He was, the, he was the only one I could think of. So all if right. anyone, hold on. If anyone, it's probably Ubaldo, right? I'm just trying to think of other Rocky
0: pitchers who are, who we consider to be halfway decent. But, yeah, it's pro- it probably I mean, Mike is. Mike
2: Hampton went and train wrecked in Colorado. But, yeah, God, he did train wreck. That's a good point. Well, so you guys good with Ubaldo? Yep. It's either yep. him or John Gray. Oh, my God. I don't know, man. Guys don't pitch enough to get 200 strikeouts as much All Right? Anymore. you want to try it? Yep. Let's do Ubaldo.
1: Yep, give it a shot. 70. Okay, oh, that's 70. fine. Seventy percent.
2: This might just be kind of tough. To did get Lariano
1: experience. pitch for the Tigers? Did he go to the he?
0: Tigers? Went to the White Sox. Went to the Pirates. Yep. I don't.
1: I thought he ended with. I thought Boy, Pittsburgh I was his know, last stop. Did, Nef-ta- did Neftali Feliz? Play Neftali Feliz. Wow. Oh God. Pittsburgh. Uh, did and- Ma-
2: did McC- McCutcheon didn't play for the Rockies? No. What about some of these Reds? We got two and a half minutes left. So okay. Um, a Red. What about Bronson Arroyo? Was he? A, was he a Ranger? He was.
1: Um, he was a Red. Um, I know he was a Red Sox and a Red. I, I didn't I, know him as a Ranger.
2: Question:
0: Do does it need does it need to be a player, and not yes. a manager? Yeah, oh, okay, a player. Yep. Yeah, gotcha, oh, gotcha. Mike okay, because obviously Sparky Anderson. Uh, I think
2: Todd Jones pitched for the Reds and the Tigers, but I'm okay. only like sixty percent sure. And we only have two minutes left, so we yeah. Well, done. then we're good. Yeah, Todd, Todd Jones. Jones. Sorry 20s. in advance. Sorry. Yes, oh. zero
1: point five. Zero point five. Let's go.
0: Nice. That's a great call. That's a great call.
1: I'm like a great. power hitters for the Rangers.
0: Cincinnati. Attack. Did Buddy Bell play for Cincinnati? Wow.
1: Because he uh, played third base. God. Third uh, base Hank for Bla- Texas. Hank Blaylock. Um.
0: Pitchers. Oh. Pitchers. We got any? Uh, this is so hard. Relievers or any? pirates. The pirates. <sighs> wow. Did Lloyd McClendon play for the Tigers? Because he played for the Pirates, and then I know he's with the Tigers.
1: Obscure. But...
2: Tiger Pirate. Tiger Pirate. Oh, I wow. think of catchers, too. Sometimes catchers will kind of float around.
0: Yeah, Tommy, um, Tom Prince, guys like that. Boy. Did Mike Lavalier ever play for the Tigers?
2: <laughs> we he got one minute around. left. And we have four left to guess. Oh, we're, pretty much, we're pretty mm. screwed here. Well, and then the
0: Rocky Pirate. I mean, it's probably obvious, but I can't. I'm just drawing let's, a blank.
2: Let's you wanna just start trying some stuff here? Sure. Yeah. For some reason I feel like Bronson Arroyo might have pitched for the, the Rangers, but I don't know, dude. I don't think that's true. Can try it? You could try it just for fun. He did not. He did not, yeah. We got 30 seconds left, so we're pretty much screwed here. Is this the hardest one that we've had to do it? Oh deal my with? god, this is Yeah, well the Rock
0: the Rockies
2: makes it hard too, but I yeah. Because their their history
0: long bl- enough. I'm drawing blanks. Try Buddy Bell as far as Cincinnati and Texas. Buddy Bell.
2: Buddy Bell. Yeah, four percent. Oh, Judd, you got it. That's a good one. All right, ten seconds left here. Oh, t- Tiger's Pirates! Come on, we. Uh, we gotta have. We gotta have <sighs> Fail. one. <laughs> Fail. All right, so we can we can just like fill these out quick, but we failed in our it's attempt like Mauer. to. Uh, Mauer. <laughs> <laughs> Just put Mauer for all of them Maurer.
0: Fred Mauer, <laughs> Fred Mauer played for both of
1: them <laughs> all right. Let's see some results here all right, so that's wow. not good. That's not the average good. score is under six, which is inconc- oh, so incredibly is, low This is one of the hardest ones uh, the most common answers, yeah, Nathalie Philippe well, you went oh, I should have gotten that for potentially for Rangers, but uh John Harrison for Tigers and Pirates. What? these are current guys for sure, sure. Connor Joe for what? Pirates okay, and Rockies. No, Again, no, these I'm are not current kidding. guys. The the young... Oh, you guys. Oh. Josh Hamilton. That would have been fine for Rangers and Reds. Yeah, Josh uh, Hamilton was obvious. Well, Castellanos for Reds and... Moustakis.
0: Moustakis. Moustakis. Moose. Yeah, Yeah. Moose. Okay,
2: yeah. What you the know the so, Oh, wow. So fewer than 50% with three fun. squares? Three that, squares. Yeah. Wow. That, I, don't this, soft, I don't feel bad
1: about this, you guys. I don't feel bad about this. I want to see... So the Rockies are... Uh, German Mar- Marquez, who did yeah, it. German, German Marquez. German Marquez. Yeah, Herman uh, Marquez. And then Pedro Ast- Astacio. 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 He had a five ERA and still struck out a yeah. winner, guys. That's it. Dude, that is I don't only bad about three this. ever. Oh, my gosh. Only three ever. And Boy, Rangers. You know what? Good,
2: good job for hanging in there. CJ Wilson today. did do
1: it. For who? The Rangers. He did Texas. Do it. Yep. Cole okay. Hamels. Mark Miner. Lance Lynn. I forgot Lance Lynn had a cup of coffee Jeez. there in 2019. That's rough, man.
2: All right. Well, all right. That was, we'll, we'll take our lumps. We'll, uh, we'll review the film and we'll get better. For I don't the feel that Easter bad twins episode. At least we didn't get cute. No, we, we probably should get gotten cute more this time. cute quite frankly, but all right, guys, uh, thank you for hanging out with us here on the score North twin show where we just want the twins to win a damn playoff game for the yeah. first time in almost 20 years. See you next time.